1: Hi everybody. We want to thank our sponsor Legion M. They are a wonderful company. We love working with them. You can go to their website Legion M. They're also on all the various socials. They do really fun meetups. Uh, You can talk to directors. You can become a part of the projects they choose. They even have a program right now where you can help them find great movies to support. So go to their website to learn more. We also want to remind you that we have a Patreon that we call Maltreon. You can join us. We have $3, $5, $10, $20 options. You can get newsletters from my dad, uh, all kinds of neat stuff behind the scenes. Hang out with us. Learn about who our guests are before anybody else. And listen to the podcast before anybody else. Go to patreon.com maltononmovies for more information.
0: That's patreon.com maltononmovies. Hi everybody. I'm Leonard Malton. And I'm Jesse Malton. You're listening to Malton on Movies, and we are in the presence of a man who has a presence, Jai Courtney. Thanks for having me. He's the Aussie bloke who has been doing.
1: He's stolen what, our hearts. He
0: has. He has. And he's in stolen in cinemas
1: around the world.
0: He's stolen a lot of screen time.
1: Stolen screen time. Well, That's no, no. good.
0: No, no, no. He's, <laughs> he has held his own opposite the likes of Tom Cruise and Bruce Willis. And uh, a lot of heavy hitters. Yeah. In films like uh Jack Reacher, The Good Day to Die Hard, and Divergent, where he's the lead, and Unbroken, where he was part of a great ensemble directed by Angelina Jolie. Indeed. And uh Terminator Genesis, Suicide Squad with Will Smith, and uh and you're uh you're a busy fella. Been doing a bit. I guess any of that's better than stealing cigarettes, which is
2: what I was doing at <laughs> thirteen. You know. So. Well, but the, the statutory S- limitations. Screen times, passed, so. you know, make my mother much more proud. That's
0: for sure. I <laughs> will bet. I'll bet. I mean, did what do your parents make of this this explosive career that you've had?
2: Uh, they're super supportive. You know, uh, no one in my family. Uh, is in the film business and so uh, or I mean you know I really in the kind of in this world at all uh, so it was it was a bit of a bit of an experiment kind of uh, going into it but th- they were always really supportive of my ambitions to want to be an actor it wasn't something that came uh, at a super young age as far as wanting to do it professionally and I, I certainly wasn't kind of pushed into it or kind of coaxed into believing that it was something I loved Um, it kind of came through an interest in theater, and then I trained. And, um, I don't know, look, it's they've always been really wonderful and supportive around the realities of how tough it can be, particularly early on. And and it is for everyone, um, starting off. And I know, you know, some parents, friends of my, you know, friends of my parents of my friends have, you know, had a tough time kind of getting okay with that. I know, you know, when we were younger, I went to drama school and. You know, some people struggle with the idea that you're going to be unemployed, <laughs> which is really the reality. <laughs> that's kind of what you're signing up for, really. Sure. You know, it's like I want to be an actor. It's like, okay, so you know, you got to go get your certificate to pour drinks in bars and uh, <laughs> start getting really good at that instead. But uh, no, they've been great, and they love it, and and yeah, I think it's a healthy kind of level of investment, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. You've also now worked with some Australian icons, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's that's the best way to make family and friends happy, is Get to be board, like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, so me and Russell Crowe, no big deal. Yeah, me yeah, and yeah, Kate yeah. Blanchett, no big deal, guys, it's fine. <laughs> it is kinda
2: extra special, I guess, when that's uh, when that became the case, that's for sure. Yeah, they well, enjoy that a lot. I
1: think in part, you're so far away. Australia is far away. It's a beautiful place, but it it's a journey. It's a bit of a drive. To leave, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's a journey, so I feel like it is sort of this club and and you do stick together. It's very much that, like...
2: It's, a, it's an interesting thing. And I think it's, you know, I've always thought it was kind of funny because I think the idea of, you know, Aussie actors in L.A., for instance, is it's a little more of an idea than the reality. But it also isn't at all. And there is a lot of history shared, whether it's things we worked on before we got out here or it's stuff you go home and do or it's just even... You know, even just having a, an interest, like it's it's obviously a um, from a population standpoint, a much smaller country than the states, and yeah. so when you're you know you're hearing about your peers that are you know things are really kicking off for, or um, you know things start to happen for someone who you know last week was literally on like your home in a ways or your, <laughs> you, you know that sort of stuff, and it is you know it's kind of it's one of those things we sort of joke about, but it is true, and uh, it's kind of great because. We're each other's cheerleaders as well. Mm-hmm. And... Um,
1: but that's what I mean. You really are. Yeah. That's what I think more than anything else. And it, it is... It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but you always hear that with different Aussie actors. It's like, oh, they they really want the other to succeed. Totally. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's why I say it's beautiful because it's a nice thing. You also, many of you go back and do theater. Yeah. Which is incredible too. You, my dad was just reading. You went back. You did Macbeth. I did, yeah. Like...
0: You didn't just do theater. Yeah, you, you yeah. did yeah. Macbeth, man. Yeah, figured yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we were going to make the, the trip, yeah. <laughs> and do it. You <laughs> yeah. know, also, well have, well have
2: a few things to say. Not a Neil Simon comedy, but yeah, yeah, yeah right. Beth. I know. It was a bit of. Uh, it was pretty scary. It was. It was a great call to get. I um, I trained classically, so that's kind of actually the world closer to where I cut my teeth, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, but just through the nature of how things have rolled out for me. I haven't, I haven't done any, I hadn't been on stage for like eight years. And then oh. I hadn't done Shakespeare since drama school. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was invited to do that, it was kind of like, it's that kind of phone call you get where you, you know, you kind of wish you didn't get it because now <laughs> you've got to deal with the reality of taking it on, but you know, you can't say no, you know, and I, there was so much work ahead. Um, and I was totally, uh, you know, daunted by it all. But, um, such a thrilling kind of exercise to go through and it really reignited that like passion for it and and how different that kind of working in that space is it's such a different energy going on stage every night
0: and um yeah i want to do more of it that's Mm. for sure Mm -hmm. so was it different for you every night the play yeah Yeah. oh yeah totally how long did
1: you do it
2: it's not a. Cra- it wasn't a crazy long run. I think we were up like seven weeks, which mm-hmm. you know, in Broadway terms, is is nothing at all. Right, you barely get through your previews, but um, that's pretty standard in Oz. Uh, probably the attention span of Aussie audiences <laughs> is, is like we're over it by then. So you know, <laughs> stick, put something else up. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's different every night. I mean, and just because of the energy in the room mm-hmm. can change and mm-hmm. um. And just how an audience decide they want to kind of where they want to get on board with certain stuff. It's always interesting because some like sometimes a play like that can be like the laughs really land, and then other nights people just that's the last thing they want to do. Um, and uh, yeah, it was kind of wild. It's always interesting with other actors too because sometimes your sense of what's working or not is completely different with each other. Mm. You know, uh, the woman playing Geraldine, uh playing Lady Macbeth, Geraldine Hakewell. Amazing um, young Aussie actress. We uh, we would like pass each other in the corridor sometimes at the back, and I'd be like, "It's going great, it's going great." She'd be like, "No, I'm a fucking terrible show." <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you're like, what do, "What do you mean they love it?" And it's like oh, they're fucking I fuck my whole thing up. But sometimes it can get so kind of because you can get in your own world, and you you know yeah. you can hang on to. it. That's the funny thing about you know theater. There's no kind of second take. Sure. And uh, so it'd be like you know sometimes even just like the delivery on something would just like not kind of work for your own self-edit that's going on in your mind. And that can like, it's hard to let go of that sometimes. I mean, sometimes you're still trapped in that thing for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. I'll tell you something. One night I ran on stage and uh, <laughs> and before I said my first line, I had already tripped over. And this is true. I had to like jump up on the back of like a burning car. It's kind of the set we had on this huge revolve. And like come out, bump, bump jumping up. And I slip on the bumper and like oh. smack my head. Oh, God. Like landed on my weapon. It was like the worst, most like clumsy entrance uh, to anything. And there's no like, all right, guys, that was stupid. Let me take that again. Right, right. You just got to get up and you're like, fucking, how do you recover from that? Like I'm Macbeth and I got to like, I'm Macbeth. to like, get do. these You's dudes got, on. Macbeth. i Macbeth. I'm to get this whole gang on board now <laughs> after that entrance. Oh, man. but uh, Did you use so your you, own she, accent? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's uh perhaps not as broad as my accent might get uh-huh. from an Australian standpoint, but mm-hmm. um yeah, it's yeah, we didn't we didn't use an accent for the for the play, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you just soldiered on after that moment. I had to soldier on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. It's like what do you do? The show must go on and you just yeah, right. and it's but it's that thing of going, "Man, I just want this one to end so I can <laughs> re-enter on the next one." Right right yeah
1: and not feel like
2: it freaks me out a little bit i mean i must say because Wow. Well, how could it not yeah and then you kind of go and i remember like maybe that was the matinee and we had a show that night and uh we had one of the stunt we had sort of a stunt coordinator um guy there who was running like the rigging and there was a few you know we had a lot of stuff in the they had to fly in and out and uh he like pulled me aside for like 20 minutes and He knew, I I didn't have to kind of put my hand up, but he knew that somewhere that would sit within me on a level of like, if you're going to think about that Mm. every time you run out and jump on the back of that car, Mm. like chances are you'll create that reality for yourself again and it'll happen. Because it was, there was nothing I could be more like sure-footed about. It was literally Mm. just like you're stepping up on something, like Mm -hmm. you could trip on a stair and, uh... We he really like had this exercise of making me like look at that back of the bumper of the car and be like
0: fuck you, fuck you, I'm gonna get you,
2: and it worked. I mean, it never happened again, but I had to like build that into well, that my was warmup. Ver- how every how night. very
0: smart of him yeah, to, it was. to realize that and to reach out to you totally and try to you know make. Get that out of your head. Totally, he was like, before that becomes
2: like poison in your yeah, mind. Yeah. you know, let's let's go and shake it and turn it into something else. So, wow.
0: certainly appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it was a modern day. Uh, a render, it was, right?
2: yeah, yep. Yeah. Simon Phillips uh, directed it. It was, uh, and he kind of has a, I guess that's kind of what he does wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Um, not always like with a modern adaptation or like well, but I, I think that's an interesting thing with Shakespeare is kind of. Uh, it, that's often the thing that raises questions because mm-hmm. people you know want to know why or where or if you're gonna like plug it into another time and space well then but that was kind of happening when he was writing those plays as well and I think I don't know that's just one of those things that I think it's re- I think it's just why not you know mm-hmm. it's it's just really comes down to a design perspective and like how you're gonna like how the world looks it doesn't mean that you're drawing parallels between the dictators of today or let's wear in, you know, it's now the breakup of Yugoslavia. And it's like, sometimes I think that shit, people want to get bogged down in, in where it all, what it all means. And I think it's, it can sometimes be fun to just let go of it and say, Hey man, what's the palette and how can our costumes be amazing? And Mm -hmm. let's create something that it's, it's aesthetically enjoyable and exciting. And so, yeah, but we had, you know, we had uh, like, Rifles, as opposed to swords, mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is is the closest. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and obviously you had cars, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah,
2: burning ones,
0: burning yeah. cars. You had just, burning just cars the one, to jump on, just the one that was burning. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could have seen it. That's quite yeah. something. Now, well,
1: did you do Home and Away or Neighbours?
2: I didn't do Home and Away or Neighbours. Um, I did do some s- like guest stuff on Aussie TV. Uh, you know, early on before yeah. I kind of. Uh, before anything else is going on and, and it's always like a great kind of breeding ground
1: I mean are you the only Australian actor who hasn't been on Neighbours and Home and Away
2: <laughs> no nah, there's a few more I'm there's sure there's like two of you <laughs> it's funny it used to be I think it's just because of the way things evolved it was like such the jump sure and it was you know our, our business film and TV is you know it's very different we don't produce as much content mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure as you can imagine mm-hmm. um, nowhere near is what's going on over here and I think you know those shows. There's always there's a high like turnover rate. I think that's the thing. And young actors, it's really possible to get a job on one of those shows. Yes,
1: of course. And
2: so it becomes like a great place for getting a start, honing your skills, and well, and f- like finding who the hell you are as an actor. Yeah, you
1: yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. But that's it's the exact same thing as obviously in the UK. They have those sorts of shows here, Law and Order. Totally. Er, when it was on for all those years, but that's that's why we and the, we, da- and the daytime
0: laugh. soap operas. Yeah, right.
1: absolutely, and that's the thing. It's it's that's why I tease you yeah, about yeah, yeah. it because everyone did it because that's what you did. Yeah. It's you like know? where you
0: can
2: get work, you know. Yeah. and the thing is, I think I mean the amazing thing these days with with how kind of international and how you know those borders have really been opened up globally in the in you know the world of cinema and TV. You know, everyone's getting jobs now off tape. Yeah. Even yes. if you're here, I mean, it's so different now getting in the room.
0: That whole idea is like shifted in a major way. And Right. And then by getting in the room, uh, uh, just to translate the lingo yeah. for those who are not uh, show business savvy, it means getting to meet either the director mm-hmm. or the casting director. Yeah. It quite literally means
1: going in and auditioning in a room in front yeah. of humans. Yeah, exactly. where, where, where you have you know?
0: FaceTime. Right, right. And they can get a sense of you and you get a sense of them. And that yeah. used to be the, the, the only way
2: it was done. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally the only way. And I think now, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, who it caters to, uh, I think is kind of, it, it can be a positive thing and kind of a negative thing. I think mm-hmm. that that FaceTime that you used to get a little more often was uh, was sometimes really valuable. But, you know, the reality is sometimes now, I mean, it, particularly when you're, you're, you've got casting happening out of Australia, in the mm-hmm. UK, um, you know, the States, and then you've got kids all around the world who, you know, want to throw their hat in the ring and, and, and can't get to wherever they are. Or maybe they're working on something else in New Zealand. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, uh, casting officers wind up with these kind of pools of thousands of tapes because they want to see everyone. And right. yeah. it's so often how discoveries are made. So um, it's kind of crazy, but it has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I think
0: it, it makes it a, a lot more possible because... Sure, you know back anybody can theoretically get in the door Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely which is awesome yeah now so how did you get cast in Spartacus because this mini series of of Spartacus was your real breakthrough wasn't it yeah it was yeah um I just auditioned out of uh
2: (laughs) (laughs) the old-fashioned way Uh uh in Sydney and uh I remember that was really cool at the time I'd only been out of drama school maybe a year or so and uh You know, I'm like a bigger guy and I was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, I was often up against, still am really in a way, like, some of the stuff that, like, felt a little more, I don't know, versatile. It was kind of like, you know, I don't know, being like a big dude was not necessarily a helpful thing because... Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. To clarify, you're human-sized... Yeah. And many actors are yeah. quite petite. That's true. They tend to be on the shorter side, but not just that. They're very small. Small. Not all. Not all. But quite a few. Yeah. Teeny tiny people. So yeah. the fact that you look like a person could <laughs> could have an effect.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they were looking for on Spartacus, was uh, person-sized people. Yes. <laughs> and uh,
1: <laughs> My friends will tell you that is literally how I describe it. When we yeah. get to meet somebody, they go, well, I go... He was people sized. I have good Size. news.
2: Good news. <laughs> That's good. I'm gonna take that one. Oh yeah. My, my I'll husband... Tell that to my agents
0: next <laughs> That's time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. My husband If it's helpful to you, go right ahead. My hus-
1: my husband describes Sylvester Stallone as being disappointingly small. Oh
0: really? That's that
1: was it. So whereas you, my friend, you're people sized. People sized. You're people sized.
2: Um well, yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I was stoked to be able to go in for something that we're looking for people sized people being people sized, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was great because you know that job uh, offered me so much. It totally broke open my idea of what was uh, what was possible. What was like even po- it was kind of coming at a time. I mean, HBO were already killing it with with some bigger stuff, but this is like pre Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, Peter Jackson had done all this amazing stuff through his studio in in NZ and I think Avatar the first one had just been shot but really these like huge kind of I mean you know whatever we've been making them forever but it was great to see something that had a lot of kind of you know that really wanted to pump effects and like costume and build worlds into like TV mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't think that was something that had you know been done a lot then and and my mind was totally blown going over there we shot that in auckland in new zealand and um you know building these arenas it was like
1: yeah wow.
2: uh and kind of uh i mean yeah other than that i mean it really just offered me a, a start and sure and quite practically speaking like gave me a reason to be able to get
0: on a plane and come to the states and mm-hmm. you know try and have a crack mm-hmm. did you so you didn't come here uh, with a job you came here to sort of make your way
2: yeah i came here after spartacus um you know my friend Andy Whitfield, who was the lead in that show on the first season, and uh, he he passed away, uh, as I'm sure you know, uh, a couple years after that. Um, but he had offered me a lot of. He was kind of my the only person I knew who was who had done that. I was like, "What's the LA thing all about?" Because I was super green at the time, and um, yeah, just kind of like it let me in on how the hell the function of all that is. And it's so funny because it becomes such an obvious thing to you a couple of years later when you've been doing that kind of that grind and and aussies who come to the states and you know are familiar with that system of doing pilot season mm-hmm. you know at the start of the year or whatever i mean get really used to it's like a it's like a you know it's a sad kind of culture of rejection yeah you're you're broke you're coming back and forth it's about like getting enough money together when you get home to be able to get a plane ticket again mm-hmm. where the hell do you stay you're crashing on couches or yeah, like yeah. you know i was at the banana bungalow up here on <laughs> fairfax when i first got here it was so great and so bad at the same time but you know i'd say it's a really special um part of the journey in the process and i think it's really necessary i mean i don't Look, I think it's if you can if you can roll out of bed and decide you want to be an actor and you get a major motion picture and all of a sudden everything happens overnight for real, then you know more power to you. But uh, I think there's something to be said for um, for getting on that kind of you know having a bit of that struggle. That's for sure. And mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm realistic about the fact that you know I look I was lucky enough to start getting work after probably what doesn't feel like a particularly long amount of time. I, I was more than ready, believe me. When my first film
0: <laughs> offer came
2: through, you know, because uh, it always feels like longer than you than you think, uh, you know, you want it to be. But there's something said to be that for that, and 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 yeah, I think it's kind of valuable.
0: In terms of sequence, because I'm did you did you shoot uh, uh, the film with Joel Edgerton, uh, Felony first, or did you do Jack Reacher first? I did Jack Reacher. And
2: then, actually, Felony came like a year after that. I did Jack Reacher, and then uh, went home and did a film mm-hmm. called I Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and then did uh, Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah. And then Felony was after that
0: one. So within a year. Yeah. You're co-starring with Tom Cruise and with Bruce Willis mm-hmm. in no major big deal. major no, Hollywood no, no deal. motion. That oh, was bizarre. Just yeah.
1: Just two of the most famous action stars. <laughs> so crazy! It was very world. cool,
0: very
2: very cool. And I look, it's it is kind of funny, and it's, um, you know, it's no secret I've been part of a couple of, like you know, the couple of big like eighties franchises mm-hmm. that kind of came on and like rolling in, and I really do feel incredibly lucky to have been able to mix it up with some of these guys because they were heroes of mine, you mm-hmm. know, watching movies of growing they up, were. like I like you know, of of so many of us, and. I mean, like, Tom, for instance, is, like, the ultimate, you know, when it comes to, like, movie star, professional, mm-hmm. like, you know, filmmaker. Uh, he really drives those things. And, and for that to be kind of, like, the first thing, the first big, big, um, you know, kind of commercial thing I was working on was, was just awesome. Was like, yeah. seeing him in action is, like, this is so inspiring. Talk yeah. about
1: little people. But but I was amazed for the fact that he's not very tall, not very big. Charisma like I've never experienced. Tons. Yeah. Like truly I will say, of everyone that I've been in a room with and I've been lucky because my dad does what he does. Yeah. When that man walked into the room, everyone knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. not because he was being any sort of over the top or it no, wasn't hitting you over the head. He just came in and everybody no, went, No, you just said oh, it. Wow. he doesn't need to. No, he doesn't. He exactly doesn't. right. He just commands the
0: exactly space. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Now, now I, I, I have to ask you about doing the, the film with Joel Edgerton. We love Joel Edgerton. Because he, he's, he's great. We love him yes. so much. Oh, I love but, Joel Edgerton. But he, he wrote the script. Yeah. But didn't direct it. That's right. And also starred in it. So... <laughs> You're reading his line, yeah, to him, to him, and in front of him, Mm. and like, does he ever say you're doing it wrong? You're doing it wrong. No, (laughs) that's not what I really meant by that. uh... No, I know what you
2: mean. I was pretty nervous. I remember thinking at the time because, you know, we there's uh, most of our stuff in that movie isn't actually together, Mm -hmm. um, just because of where our characters are kind of placed. Mm -hmm. And but I remember the first day that I was there doing some of my stuff and joel showed up and i was like oh shit i gotta like <laughs> he's gonna be like policing this from behind <laughs> the, the monitors like watching this thinking like ah, oh, it's not the way i'd do it but uh but that's not joel at all you know and and uh i mean look man he wrote a great script so there wasn't really you know and i I'm you know he was involved in the casting process and and stuff so i think it's just when you when you think like that it's about just shaking it off and kind of yeah. realizing that you've you know you're meant to be there, mm-hmm. and um, and you can just trust in your own instincts and choices, and mm-hmm. and uh, and trust in what you've you know the character that you've found. Um, so it's kind of great. I think if anything, that ends up becoming uh, something you can utilise more than mm-hmm. something that is an obstacle. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's always it's not. I mean, it's not always the case. I've never worked with a writer director who's been incredibly like like super prescriptive. Which and I know there's, you know, some are and, mm-hmm. and and I look forward to that challenge one day. Um, but I'm sure that'd be kind of I mean I mean look, it's just I just this is another exercise. Like yeah. Shakespeare, you can't mess yeah. with that, right? Yeah. You Shakespeare
1: can't. and Mamet. You don't me- yeah. These are the two yeah. things you cannot. can't you mess with it. So yeah.
2: it's kinda like whilst it whilst it might make things hard, I don't know. I'm not someone who is like an incredibly uh I don't like improvise necessarily a ton. It's just not my style. I don't mind getting things to fit a little better in my mouth, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just the way,
1: how you the say sense it, of things, yeah. yeah.
2: And that I think is usually a little up for grabs. I think in, I would say in 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 most cases. Um, I mean, most people want their film to feel natural and for the script to feel like it's you know authentic and and so. Um, that can just be part of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know, you know, there's a lot of people out there as well that feel like these are my words and these are my characters. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's your job to like honor that. And I, I look, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't not believe in that at all. I think mm-hmm. that's valid too. Um, but certainly uh, Joel wasn't, you
0: know,
1: he wasn't that guy. He
2: wasn't crazy about Yeah, yeah. It was all good.
0: Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Who knows what he's like as a director though? Oh, you know? right. <laughs> Oh, he's probably a jackass, you know. Oh, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He says that w- we got to have him on, and the two of us truly fangirled. Right. Like, we really just, like, gazed lovingly in his direction, <laughs> going, Oh, Joel Edgerton, we yeah. think you're great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're the nifty. He has that effect, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, you've done so much uh, uh, high-powered action stuff, and I wonder, uh, obviously, you went to, to drama school, and, and uh, you must have had... Uh, Sword, sword play, and it was a bit of sword play. stage sure. work, a lot know. of sword play at drama school, mm-hmm. but not leaping through plate glass windows or uh, he's an innocent. Anything okay. of you know, <laughs> anything of that sort. Yeah. Uh oh, what, what, what kind of things have you? What have been some of the challenges you've had to deal with in terms of? Uh, green screen work yeah, where, yeah. You're, where you're imagining everything around you that isn't there. Well, I'll there. say that. I mean,
2: it's funny you mention that because I find that to be some of the hardest stuff I've ever had to mm-hmm. tackle when it when it comes down to- uh,
1: A t- tennis ball's not a good uh, castmate oh, there? No? I mean,
2: listen, we, <laughs> we've all done our, some opposite stuff to a tennis ball and a C-stand as well. I mean, so sometimes they are easier <laughs> to work with than other casts. <laughs> There's a time and place for them to- <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the, f- like faking the stakes of something, uh, can be really tricky. And sometimes it's as simple as just that old idea of like having to look like an idiot, you know, that thing. Yeah, and, of course. and we talk about, you know, you talk about that when you're like starting to become an actor about the freedom of having to just kind of go, look, stop. You can't judge yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you've mm-hmm. got to be mm-hmm. unafraid to look stupid and that will open up your mind and open up the possibility of mm-hmm. what it is you're going to discover. But, yeah, I've done a few things where you're on a, you know, you're just on a soundstage at a studio with big green curtains everywhere and X's <laughs> painted all over them. And you it's all about, like, there's your eye line,
1: mm-hmm. and then
2: this thing's coming to kill you. And <laughs> to endow that with some sense of urgency and, like, yeah. real, like, threat Um yeah, that's just when the acting comes into play i yeah. guess sometimes and yeah. some you know i it's it's a funny old thing because you know this business this world this art form i feel like sometimes where what we're really trying to do is just stray away from it being that at all and you're trying to create realities that right. just feel like you're in that world and mm-hmm. some actors respond to that idea differently i really enjoy it when when a set feels like you're just in a
0: place and the
1: relationships
2: you know well
0: it's got to make your job at least 50% easier 100% yeah you don't have to pretend you're standing by a waterfall you're standing by a waterfall yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly um
2: and I guess that's you know when when sometimes the big action things like that or if it gets a little fantastical um that's when a bit of that work can come in and Mm -hmm. yeah and um
1: well, suicide it's just squad. Different, man. Yeah, I yeah, mean, squad, squad. We. As, and I saw your squad tattoo. Yeah, it's there. You still. are legit. I, I like it's there still. That's how tattoos work.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's still attached. Some of them, I had one once that
2: is <laughs> completely gone.
1: Is it really? Yeah, it
2: was a stick and poke that my buddy gave me with like oh no. pen ink and a and a sewing needle. <sighs> oh god, and, uh, that a boy. It just you're a a braver
0: man than I am. Gunga (laughs) Din, it's gone. Thankfully, probably for the best. I've
1: got a a magic wand on my middle finger that Mm -hmm. I think maybe it gets used too often or something. Right, it's got a little light. It's 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 fading away. But that movie, yeah, holy moly! The I mean, actors alone, obviously, wow! What a group.
2: Yeah, was a great group. And
1: you know, and there's another one. Will Smith, another person who walks in, and you just go, hello, light.
2: Yeah, totally. Like, he's
1: really. 100%.
0: He's he's luminescent. For sure, he's he's the cheerleader I'd want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to to
1: anything for anything on, in life.
0: You know, egg me on <laughs> for something. Kid. Bring me Will.
1: <laughs> but that's it. Like, can you imagine if we could bottle a little bitty Will Smith? I just realized I'm saying that go. the genie. I don't think I'm they did. Yeah. If we could just genie little Will Smiths everywhere. But you know, because he is, he's that kind of a guy. But that whole cast, the movie itself, of course, is bonkers. Yeah, it's bonkers. And your character, the way you look, it's it's wild, and I love it. And I can't imagine walking into that situation.
2: I know. It's pretty crazy. It was, uh, it was a big, 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 big kind of big deal. We're getting ready to do it again. It's literally we're about to go and do the second one. Oh, my uh, God. Which will be a lot of fun. And it's been a minute because, you know, it's been a few years now, which is kind of bizarre. We didn't know if it was happening or not. and um uh, so it's kind of nice.
1: Suicide again. That's
2: it, yeah. yeah. That's, the, <laughs> that's the, that's suicide the,
1: also. That's
0: the <laughs> Suicide also. Suicide also. Captain Boomerang suicide, lives.
1: Suicide 2, electric boogaloo, whoopsie <laughs> daisy, yeah. That's,
0: the, that's gonna be it. I'm excited, yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah, excited
1: yeah. about all yeah. the crazy yeah. that's yeah. gonna, oh. Let, Let me problem. ask you
0: about stunt work, which also plays a big role in some of these high, high-powered high movies you've done.
1: And because you're people-sized especially. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> Harder to crush. How, how does this, how does this lay out? Do, do you have any say in what you're willing to do, how far you're willing to go in terms of Oh, for sure. You know, yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of, you have a lot of control over that. Sometimes not as much in the sense of what you would like to be allowed to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's changing a little, you know, maybe, and maybe, I mean, maybe it's not, maybe it's just the nature of the different things, you know, you work on at times time, but some of those early ones, for instance, like Jack Reacher- um, you know, we, that car chase we have, and there's a car chase in the movie and uh, where my character is going after Tom's. And at a particular point, we, we essentially, I find him on the roads and we have this kind of, we're crashing into each other across mm-hmm. this bridge. And of course, you know, they did that in different kind of shots and angles with the stunt team. Mm-hmm. And then it was time to bring Tom and I in and, I mean they like they let us do that. You know, there's that's really me and Tom Cruise smashing into each other in cars going like, you know, 60 miles an hour across a bridge in Pittsburgh. Um which was totally insane to me at the time. I was like, I mean, I remember right before we went on this one thing and I'm kind of like the heart's pumping, you know, adrenaline's like surging through my veins. And everyone's there's a lot of preparation as you can imagine to getting this kind of thing right, obviously, but you know, we everyone's at their ones. We're getting ready to go. It's everyone good. Stunt coordinator's here yeah, checking in on you, checking on him. All right, we're good. Sweet, gonna get that. Everyone's with the walkie. And right before we go, I look across and Tom's like, "You good?" I'm like, "I'm good." And I see him put a mouth guard in. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> wait! I didn't wait. He, I, didn't ma- I didn't get the mouth. I didn't get a mouth guard. Oh, like, like, I didn't get the mouth guard. <laughs> I was like." Anyway, but it was awesome because <laughs> you know, you just kind of got to go for it at a certain point, and yeah. all the measures are in place to uh, you know promote safety. And, yeah. and obviously, and that's always the case. And listen, things happen, we know. Um, but uh, yeah, I've never worked with any like real cowboys in this business that are, uh, uh, are kind of interested in putting actors in harm's way, and yeah, um, I hope never to. I mean, there's no, no excuse no. for it, really. We are all trying to avoid getting hurt and and even like having your doubles i mean they're not there to to bang up but uh i mean sometimes it's just there's there's stuff you certainly can't perform and uh that's why you know you're surrounded by other times talented not, tough there, individuals like that are
0: there instances where you where you
2: want to or you wish you could yeah there's definitely that and it can just come down to insurance, in, to insurance. yeah insurance <laughs> yeah, totally and 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 that's true i mean it's like things happen um I mean, look at, I mean, someone like Tom, though, I mean, I think Tom probably dictates what Tom gets to do, and yeah. that's why he's, with yeah. the mouth guard, that's why, he's, the, ha- yeah, that's right. why he's hanging <laughs> off hey, airplanes. If
1: you're going to lose your teeth some way, being able to say that you lost him because of Tom Cruise yeah. in an epic battle scene. Totally.
2: That's, that's not a bad way to do that's it. That's worth it, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Better than like, oh, I slipped on a bumper even. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost some teeth because I slipped on a bumper. No, no. Tom Cruise. I'll tell you
0: what. <laughs> I could have lost some teeth when I slipped on that bumper, that car. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm gonna be thinking about that. That um, image. That uh, it's like an actor's nightmare image. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally.
1: It's a moment when you'd rather be naked oh, God. than yeah. fall That. Da- yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: One hundred percent.
1: We've we've all had some version of the embarrassment, whether it's tripping, falling, somethinging. Yeah. And then just going, please don't ever let that be a thing
0: again. <laughs>
1: no, please, please no.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, the uh, Terminator Genesis is another one where you, you stepped into another franchise, mm-hmm. as they call them. Uh, where, in this case, it had already been rebooted, and yeah. now it's being re-rebooted. Yes. Being re-rebooted. <laughs> yeah. Arnold is people-sized. He's people sized. He's
1: people don't yell at me right now. Okay. <laughs> he's people sized. <laughs> he's people sized enough. The hair makes up for anything else.
2: You think Arnold's not people sized?
1: I think he's pretty people sized, yeah.
2: He's pretty big, dude. I he's,
1: think I think I was expecting He's very solid. Yes.
2: He's still jacked.
1: I think yeah. I was expecting Shaquille O'Neal. Right,
2: right, and right. And so when right, he was right, just right.
1: like a tall fellow with muscles, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, "Oh."
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: What do you mean you're not a robot? Wait, a, wait a second. Governator, what's going on? Right.
0: He's, he is one of the savviest, use that word again, one of the savviest people I've ever seen in action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've not been on a set with him. but I,
1: He I, has people in he the just, palm of his he hand. He just yeah. knows who he yeah, is yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: and knows why he's there, whatever it is he's, he's going to do. Yeah. And uh, I find that really, uh, you know, not only admirable, but uh, almost intimidating. It's like, boy, this <laughs> guy really, has a, more than a clue.
1: How many people end political speeches with one of their catchphrases? Not think, everyone would say, many. I'll be back. I
0: think, <laughs> <laughs> think there's many that
2: can. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
1: awesome.
2: No, he's yeah. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. And that's like, an, you know, talk, talk about like being around credible people that kind of to watch how they handle with sure. such economy, mm-hmm. like that sort of stuff. And you're right. I mean, it's just the the those years in the saddle and knowing exactly what audiences... Want from him
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how to
0: deliver that um, yep. is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: You've ticked off some pretty amazing yeah. boxes
0: but in Divergent, <laughs> though. You got to be the guy. What appealed to you about that that uh, part, and played it twice now.
2: Uh, yeah, I think it was just what they. I don't know. I hadn't sort of played in that space before, and it was coming at a time when, I mean, the YA young adult yeah. novel adaptation uh, thing was really kind of kicking off and uh, I don't know it was just like had some great people Mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted to be part of that ensemble and uh, I saw some fun in that character it was you know it was it was interesting the second time round when we did Insurgent I was shooting uh, Terminator at the time Uh, and so I kind of I had to like go out there that was the first time that had happened where I was doing two things at the same time Oh my! it actually I mean through the miracles of scheduling they managed to lean it out a lot and and you know i was i essentially had to go there and chase some people through the woods and then get killed um but uh nailed it yeah nailed it nailed it (laughs) if only they were all that simple you know um but uh but yeah i mean it's great and 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 you know so i've still have some amazing relationships from from that experience
1: you've done a lot of ensemble films Mm -hmm. Which is is really cool. Like
2: Unbroken. Indeed. Mm. Yeah. 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 And it's often the case, and maybe this has just been through the good fortune of uh, casting and and kind of who has been assembled, but I feel like I really have, like I've made lifelong friends off all of those Mm. pictures, um, which is, you know... Sounds kinda nice, but that's not always the case. No, no, not no. It's at uh, all. so and, often and it's like a... I think it's yeah, and I, I just, you know, I feel really I genuinely feel very lucky to 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 be able to say that and mean it because, you know, you, you hear about I know there's I got friends who've worked on things and, you know, the whole the whole cast just kinda don't really have time for each other mm-hmm. and everyone's there and maybe you're just like your schedules aren't colliding well and yeah. kinda coming in and out and you end up kinda doing your bit and leaving. And it feels like you're surrounded by these amazing people, but no one really gets to know each other. And, mm-hmm. and I guess uh, just been lucky in that sense to, to spend some really amazing time with really talented people, and and then to be able to like find a genuine love and appreciation for each other, and 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 you know carry that on in
0: in the real world.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's great. Like, so often, I think an actor's life is is uh, it's got to be very, It leaves you emotionally vulnerable because mm. you have a closeness or a, an apparent closeness for a very concentrated time. Yeah. And then it's like the carnival packs up its tents. Yeah. You know, and moves on. Totally. And uh so to have a takeaway as you've just described is is like a bonus. Yeah. It like is. icing on the cake. Yeah, it is.
2: It's cool. And then you get the those crazy times when you work with people again, mm-hmm. you know, you come yeah. back. I mean, this happened, you know, uh we're talking about Semper Fi today, right? That's yep. coming out soon and and like Finn Whitrock, who's in that, was in Unbroken with me. That's when we met mm-hmm. five years ago or something, and so and we've been boys ever since. So to then kind of wind up five years later talking about maybe boarding the same thing, uh, and going through that process once again with someone who the, you already had that love built between and and respect was uh, was awesome. And yeah. that you know, I, I hope that happens many
0: times over with some of the some of the great people of. Uh, you know, well, it's bound worship. to. It's mm. bound to because you've, I mean, you've you've racked up so many so many credits in such a short amount of time.
1: And you're young, and you've got a lot a lot of years yep, ahead right. of you with this. So I'm sure. Hope so. Yeah, right. This is the end. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> no. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the best location you've been on? You've traveled all over the globe the, now the for the your best work. Best
2: location. Yeah.
0: Um. I don't know. That's a really good
2: question. One, one. I've, I've shot in like kind of bizarre places sometimes, but not really like what you, I don't know. Maybe you call it exotic. I don't know. I've never been on like some kind of paradise, like trapped away <laughs> on some amazing <laughs> island. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know. I just like being in 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 kind of cities that I wouldn't have necessarily found myself mm-hmm. sure. uh, before. Um,
1: you said you flew in from Bulgaria. I did,
2: yeah. I was in Sofia, Bulgaria yesterday. I woke up there. Um, and I, I'd woken up there a few times in the last couple of weeks, (laughs) uh, which is, yeah, I just finished on a movie called Jolt, uh, which we wrapped up in Bulgaria. Um, you know, we shot Die Hard in Budapest all those years ago, which, I mean, it's funny because these are actually common places, uh, you know, around the world that films often happen. And and the reality of that is location and also the you know, how the the crews operate there and the system, uh, s- you know, and the support network the infrastructure of studios and that sort of thing. But often films are out, uh, like Budapest, Prague, um, mm-hmm.
0: Sofia. Uh, they all have uh, a deep crew. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of crew people. They're available and they're uh-huh. very experienced. Yeah. And they have uh, an infrastructure. Totally, yeah. yeah. Whereas some countries don't. Yeah. You shot in Belgium too? I, I did shoot in Belgium, that's right, yeah. See, I'll probably forget half of the, <laughs> half of the places
2: I've enjoyed the most just because of the nature of this. That was fun, actually. We shot uh, this film called The Exception there in Belgium. We were doubling it for uh, the Netherlands, mm-hmm. like 1940 uh, occupied Holland, uh, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, we shot almost all of the movie on this one estate, this huge house. Out in the country, outside Brussels, mm-hmm. um, which was amazing because it was total time warp, and like talk about not having to use your imagination. <laughs> I really like, and you just this place had been like wonderfully preserved by this family, and uh, I don't know, it was that was really special to just kind um, of because the difference between building that, I mean, and this is not to say. Uh, and you know how amazing like art department stuff can be when when mm-hmm. worlds are really created from scratch and you you totally buy into it mm-hmm. um, because of how kind of masterful that mm-hmm. um, you know that work can be. But uh, but it's it's it is kind of cool when you really feel the creak in the floorboards of sure. yeah. of a place sure. that's been there for two hundred years and you know it has such history in the walls. It's just yeah. kind of.
0: It, I don't know. You can transport so so much more easily. Yeah, I would think so. I would certainly think so. Uh, um, and that was that was one where you got to work with Christopher Plummer. That's right. And yeah. Janet McTeer. I mean, mm-hmm. these are these are heavyweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah that was amazing. Uh, Christopher Plummer was like, what a what a what just I don't know. It was just such a it's a special person. Yeah, you have yeah. in the room and watch someone work with such kind of precision
0: was uh, was great. Really, if was. you if you have, I don't know if you're a reader. Avid reader. I don't but know if you
1: can read. No, 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 no.
2: Sometimes I forget whether
1: I can. I'm so well, I'm, bad.
2: I'm like embarrassingly not good at like getting through books.
1: I'm so, dyslexic. You're fine. But, but You're fine. go on.
0: I was just going to say Christopher Plummer's autobiography is, is oh, an shit. incredible book. I should read that. What a life he has had. Yeah. My gosh, and is still having. Right. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and uh, uh yeah, that's some pretty wild stories yeah. in wow that book. And he's pretty tough on himself, too. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. He he owns up to a lot of stuff. It's, right on. It's, it's a very, very absorbing book of a, of a great life, and a great life in theater. And theater means so much more to him than film. Right, And wow. most people know him from movies, mm-hmm. of course. And he continues to make, make them on a pretty steady basis. But uh, he is truly a man of the theater. Mm. And it's, it's it's a hell of a book. Um,
1: oh no. So, so this film, Semper Fi, yeah. it's another one where you've got a really... Really lovely cast around you. And Arturo Castro, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know who he was, except that he has this new TV show on Comedy Central. Yep. I didn't know him otherwise, so I was actually really happy to see him in this, because he's really good. He's really good, yeah. And I thought, oh, what a lovely sort of appetizer.
0: Right. Because
1: now... I wanna see what else he does. Right, right. You know, but also I mean it's it, you say Finn Whitrock and Nat Wolf, it's Bonap. And Layton, yeah. Bonap. But, yeah. Layton Meester. Like it's a it's a really lovely cast. And this movie goes all, all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it's a really it's it's a journey. It's and it's pretty wild. I can't imagine for you guys <laughs> shooting it. It was pretty,
2: I mean, look, I think it's so, I mean, it's one of those things where it depended so much on getting that ensemble of guys um, right and together because you play Marine Corps Reservists. Yeah, yes. It centers around, you know, five best friends who are all uh, Marine Corps Reservists um, and kind of the events that surround their uh, first uh, deployment um, and, uh, you know, how that kind of, tests their loyalty to one another and their loyalty to themselves and and, um, how they kind of view the world, I guess. Mm -hmm. And and, um, so building that relationship, which is really what is the... I think the hero of the movie is the love between these guys. 100%. Yes. And it doesn't work unless we believe that 100%.
1: Even the affection... I'm always taken with... You know, men can... Be against the affection thing, mm. not always, because that's very much a generalization. Uh, but in the sense of saying "I love you" to each other, uh, holding each other, hugging each other in a yeah. way that goes sort of just beyond just like "Hey man, you know, bro hug." Yeah. <laughs> and so this scene, when you first see Finn Whitrock, it gives nothing away, but just you see Finn Whitrock after he's been injured, mm-hmm. and the way that you guys are holding each other, I even think you kiss him on the head. Like, it's very sweet. And to me, it is a lovely thing to see because it reminds people that this is, you are allowed to do that. Yeah. You know, you're not, it doesn't make you less manly because when you see a friend, you say, I love you and you appreciate them and you can hold each other when you need it. 100%. I
2: you think know? that's, and that's an interesting kind of theme that it explores a little because it's a lot about the vulnerability of these men. And these are guys who are, um, you know, not only, uh do they serve in the in, you know in the Marine Corps in the reserves, but you know uh, public servants? You know, Cal, my character is a police officer. Um, Bo's character is a firefighter. I mean, these guys are construction workers. These are like these are tough working class, yes. small town um, Americans. And and, but uh, that I, I at no point I think does that suggest that they're the you know the love and the tenderness between them and the history they've shared can be explored in a way that's um, you know that it that does kind of expose their vulnerability because it really forces them to question that and and you know it's just interesting because Henry Henry Alex Rubin who directed the film you know this is really a love letter uh i think from him to uh to people that work in the armed forces mm-hmm. and it's and and i think that that when you see those relationships and the the brotherhood uh and sisterhood between those people it's kind of un it's like an untouchable loyalty that um when you get to know people in those communities um yeah you just have an enormous amount of respect for and uh i know he's always been kind of in awe of that and so we wanted to uh create something where we could authentically portray that on screen and um yeah obviously the events in the in the story really kind of test the love between these guys but uh but if that wasn't something that was explored properly or yeah, I don't know. It just it it wouldn't have felt right, and yeah. and certainly the people that I know that are you know, I mean, so many of them are such big hearted lovers and and uh, and such passionate people because they're they're in touch with uh, I don't know what it really means to be human, mm-hmm. and and you know, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that was something that was really interesting and important yeah. to us.
1: Well, I, but I I really think that you succeeded. I really really do in that way that it was a. It was a beautiful relationship to, uh, to see and experience. And, and definitely that's what I took away from the movie.
2: Awesome. Is, yeah, is
1: that part. As I say, I, I love that scene specifically. It really drove home just the way that you guys could hold each other. I know I keep saying that, but sure. it's, but it is that. It's the I love you and we don't have to make any jokes about it. You know right. what I mean? We don't have to like hug each other and be like, oh, get off me." No, no. no. You can just be there with each yeah, other Cuz that's, that's bullshit. Okay. And I mean, yeah. that's
2: that's the thing. And I think if we if we if we sort of if that was the path that it explored, it wouldn't have been uh it would have done a disservice to to these men and women and and to what it is they really share and um yeah, that wouldn't have been fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. thank you.
0: I'm glad that that uh, resonated.
1: Very much so. Yeah. Listen, yeah. We're,
0: we're almost out of time, but I got to ask you You have you- a full day. You, not only did you work with Russell Crowe you mm-hmm. were directed by Russell Crowe I was uh uh in The Water Diviner Yeah and uh what's he like as a director Russell's great as a director that was
2: I mean a really special experience Russell's been a hero of mine uh in the you know in this world uh mm-hmm. in in the filmmaking kind of in the you know as an actor I guess is what I'm trying to say uh forever so to get a chance to work not only alongside him but kind of under him as a as a performer was uh, was really really special, and that was that was like uh, I mean it was amazing it was amazing to see him and the journey he was going on uh, with his character uh, and leading us in that sense, um, but also leading us from from kind of having the helm of the ship and 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 and, and guiding all that action and all that uh, all those relationships within it and and also I mean I don't know man I think he's born for that kind of um, he's one of those guys. He's such a like, like loving, hospitable kind of warm, welcoming dude that likes to bring people around, you know, likes to bring people around, around the fire, around the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really does. And I think, uh, so it was kind of great to see him really, really owning that from every kind of angle and, mm. uh, and assembling that group of people and, and kind of uh, pulling that whole thing together. So yeah, I had a really special time with him. I hope to see him do more. I think, you know, it was a great, uh, you know, first directorial effort, and and I hope he's, uh, I'm sure he has, you know, stories in his, kind of,
0: uh, in his bag that he wants to, to unpack.
1: Mm.
0: Well, I hope he gets to do more of that. Yeah. And, uh, I did, I didn't get to see Storm Boy, which is a very, uh, uh, solidly Aussie story. It was made as yeah. a film thirty some years ago. Yeah. Just remade with you. And uh, uh, not only do you get to work with Jeffrey Rush, another Aussie icon, again
1: ticking your boxes. Yeah,
0: but David <laughs> Goldpilil. Yeah. Oh, who is just a face that you, you once you see you never forget. Yeah. A presence, yeah, yeah. a presence all his own. No, David is an br-
2: incredible human, and uh, yeah, that was very special. He, uh, you know, he's in the, in the original, and he uh, has a small role in this. But it was it was amazing to be able to welcome him back and kind of do that. And that film, I mean, look, yeah, that that story is a really iconic uh, Australian story. It's out there now if people want to check it out. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was wonderful to, to play a play a father and play that role. And, and, you know, I, that was a film that I remember so well as a kid. Cause we just kind of watched it all the time. It was one of those kind of ones. Mm-hmm. I used to just say, it was like the film, the teacher would put on the last day of term. Right. <laughs> Cause it's still, it's on the curriculum still in, yeah. in, in primary schools and elementary schools in, in New South Wales. So it's still a piece of literature that kids are learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, to just be able to like dig back into that, and for nostalgic purposes, was uh, was was really special to.
0: to and to, it's something for to, uh, us Americans to uh, yeah, to discover, definitely. Indeed.
1: So, but we we have a lot to look forward to with you. You've got the the Kate Blanchett series. Yep,
2: Stateless. It's which... coming out next year. It's going to be amazing. Really tackles the uh, the refugee crisis. I guess oh, wow. kind of at anywhere in the world. It, it's set around some events that happened in Australia. Uh, around 2005 but mm. um, I mean really it's an ongoing kind of debate and 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 looks at a lot of different perspectives um it's a really challenging piece of material wow. which would be great
1: and Semper Fi comes out on October 4th that's
2: right mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah gosh and and you just said you wrapped Jolt
2: wrapped Jolt that'll be coming out next year about to go do the next squad so <laughs> there's a bit going on a bit going on. It's exciting. Which is why we're so pleased you had time for us today. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh for having me in. I mean, uh, you know, you you've had some amazing people come on the show, so I feel very privileged. Well, oh, it's our the pleasure. Privilege is ours. It really is. is. very much.
1: Uh, do you have social media? Do you do any of that crazy? I'm on
2: Instagram, that's okay. it. Yeah. I've okay. I'd yeah, I'm I I could be I could be better, but I'm not a, I'm I am not ai am i haven't i haven't got on the in the Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. Just yet, but uh, well, you're busy with other. Yeah,
0: right. You're oh, so busy, busy
1: being an actor. Just too busy to tweet.
0: <laughs> Just waking up in Bulgaria one morning and being in LA the next morning. Oh, yeah, no. but uh, anyway. yeah, yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, good on you. Thank you. Say, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Appreciate it. And Jesse, where do people find us?
1: You are at Leonard Malton, and I am at Jesse Malton on Twitter and Instagram, and you can always go to leonardmalton.com for movie reviews and book roundups and all kinds of good stuff.
0: Which I enjoy doing very much.
1: That's right. And we are now on Patreon. We call it our Maltrion. Uh, and that's patreon.com forward slash Malton on Movies.
0: If you want to help support what we do. And we appreciate all the support you've given us. And uh, with that, we'll say goodbye till next week. Today's episode of Malton on Movies is brought to you by Legion M, the world's first fan-owned entertainment company. If you love movies as much as we do, why not own a piece of them? Find out more at www.legionm.com.